Kelly and Jonathan from Miles to Go Drug Prevention Education wish you a happy and safe holiday party season. Are you serving alcohol to my kid during the holidays? Last Christmas, an old friend and fellow mom called me because she was shocked to find out that another mom was serving alcohol to all the 8th and ninth graders from her school. This other mom obviously subscribed to the theory that kids can safely drink if they confine their drinking to someone's home. My friend's daughter then added her perspective saying, Mom, all the kids drink. It's really no big deal. Now doubting her sanity, my friend phoned me to ask, Kelly, do you think all the kids drink? Is it really no big deal? And am I the only mom who isn't letting this happen? Have I become the old, uncool mom? Listening to my friend's dilemma on the other end of the phone, I was sad. After 15 years of talking to parents about keeping their kids safe, I realized that one of my oldest friends was not benefiting from our parent lectures because she was on the other side of the country and never had the opportunity to attend. This open letter is not just to our friend Anne, but also to everyone who has not been able to attend our lectures, view our webinars, or read our emails and our drug fact updates. Dear Anne, you are not the only mom who doesn't want her child to drink, and you are certainly not alone. Here are a few thoughts for you, but this is only the beginning of this conversation. We will continue to talk about this in upcoming parent meetings and online book discussions during early 2011. Our goal will be to find out what other parents and communities are doing to battle the problem of adults providing alcohol to minors. First, I'm reprinting a passage from our new book, Not All Kids Do Drugs For You. Find it at the end of this letter. It is such an important part of our presentation that we began our book with this subject. And it is a shameless plug. Anyone who would like to buy a copy of the book can click on to milestogodrugeducation.com. Second, there are social host laws popping up all over the country, specifically designed to stop parents from serving to minors. California has no state criminal law on social host liability, but many cities and counties do have local ordinances. Find out what your local statutes are, and if there are currently no laws in place, find out why not. Social host liability defined. Social host laws are set up as criminal or civil actions against people who serve alcohol or drugs to guests, especially if the guests are minors. Adults can be held responsible if this occurs on their property, regardless of who furnishes the alcohol. These laws vary depending on your city or state and can include misdemeanor charges as well as fines and possible jail time. MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, simplifies this explanation and provides a brochure. See the link on our website, the NIAAA. Underage Drinking Prohibitions Against Hosting Underage Drinking Parties. See the link on our website or in this written version of this article. Model Programs. Excellent websites from San Diego County Alcohol Policy Panel about social host liability and explanations are at socialhost.org. Third, what do you do if someone is hosting one of these parties? A more extensive list is in part two of our book. One, tell your child why these parties are off limit. You are allowed to say no. You are their parent, not their friend. Two, saying no to dangerous activities begins as a pattern in preschool, not when they are in high school. So practice early. Number three, know your kids' friends and their friends' parents. This also begins early and lasts a lifetime. Four, host the parties at your house. Keep them small and lock the bar. Number five, call ahead and ask the parents hosting the event for details about the party. Number six, alert other parents about these unsafe environments. 
Don't assume they know what's going on and are okay with kids drinking. They may not be aware of the danger these parties pose. Not all kids do drugs, part one, answering the big questions. All kids are going to do drugs, so why don't we teach them how to do it safely? We might as well start with this common parental assumption. All kids will eventually try drugs, especially alcohol. Since this is our starting point, it's also where we'll make our first stand. Not all kids do drugs. We can't tell you how often a parent in one of our presentations announces that all kids are going to do drugs. Without fail, at least a couple of parents who stayed silent in the face of this all-knowing pronouncement approach us after the event ends and says, I've never done a drug in my life, and I've never had a drink or smoked a cigarette. Does that mean I can't teach my kid about this subject? In our drug abuse prevention presentations for parents, we've always encouraged schools and parents to support the non-users, because the users have the loudest voice and will drown out the voice of the non-user. We are astonished that despite all we know about the costs associated with teen use and adult drug abuse, large segments of our society still perceive the users as a cool group. The party people are seen as popular and cool, and they reinforce this image with a language filled with terms non-users might not understand. This special slang acts to bring the users together and exclude others. They also have an easy time finding like-minded others. They just go to a party, look around, and voila, instant peer group. The most vocal members of the party group, the ones that lord their drug knowledge over less exposed members of their class or school, are a special breed. We refer to them as the drug bullies. Non-users tend to be scattered among the chess players, the musicians, the athletes, the rock climbers, and the actors. They don't know each other, and they have a lot of difficulty of finding, identifying each other. These non-users need encouragement to continue their conscious choice, and we need to actively encourage a healthy alternative to drug use. A major problem, though, is that a few of these drug bullies don't change when they reach adult age. The parent who stands up and says, all kids are going to use, may well be nothing more than an adult drug bully. The parent that doesn't stand up and insist, no, they aren't, is still being bullied and may still to this day feel uncool about their lack of drug experience. They have told us repeatedly that they don't feel that they have enough knowledge to speak up about the subject because they are not part of the supposed in-crowd. They are parents who don't get invited to or choose not to attend the parties where binge drinking is happening. They also don't attend parties where marijuana is smoked and everyone pretends it's cool as long as their kids aren't around to see it. We've been teaching drug abuse prevention education in schools for a long time. One of the things we are sure of is that not all kids do drugs. We've had many students get in touch with us year, years after they saw our program or tell us that they haven't used drugs. Many are now married and starting families and careers of their own. They did it without falling prey to the silly notion that kids are supposed to use drugs as a part of growing up. Of course, it would be foolish for us to think that out of 10,000 kids we teach per year that not one of them drinks or gets high. Far from it. We have also heard from some of those who did choose to drink or use drugs. Several of them told us that they stopped before they got into serious trouble. Several others went to rehab sooner than they w normally would have because of their dr knowledge that help was available. Many had friends in trouble and were able to help them find their way out of a bad situation. Unfortunately, there are some students we are no longer able to hear from but that we hear of. They are the ones who didn't make it out the other side of the decision to use. They're the ones who died. Let's look at a few common variations of the original question. All kids will eventually use, so why not let them do it in the safety of our own home? 
First, it is impossible to monitor a group of kids who are drinking and using drugs in your home unless you are a trained drug specialist or an ER doctor with all the meds and tools you'll need in your bathroom medicine chest. If you think you will stop them from drinking and driving by taking away their car keys, we can tell you from experience that some of our kids are smarter than you are. They bring a second set of keys. If drunks want to drive, they will drive. Before you have your safe party, ask yourself these questions. Can I tell the difference between a drunken, passed out teenager and a teenager who is in a drug-induced alcoholic coma? How do I know if the teenager has alcohol poisoning? Do I know the complete health and addiction history of these people and their families? Do I know what other drugs and medication they may have used tonight? If you don't feel 100% confident about everything mentioned above, then you are not capable of taking care of a group of teen, teen drug and alcohol users. Actually, if you think about it, even if you are confident about all of the above, you are still not capable of taking care of a group of using teens. There are just too many variables to deal with effectively. With so many balls in the air at the same time, even a pro can miss something important. A tragic story we heard a while back east illustrates this point exactly. Some parents felt confident they, they could manage the mayhem associated with a teen drinking party, so they allowed the party to take place at their home. As expected, some of the teens, teen attendees got really drunk, and a few even ended the evening getting sick all over themselves. But hey, that's what it's all about, right? Unfortunately, nobody thought to monitor the little sister of the teen host and the daughter of the parents allowing the party. She, in her effort to emulate the behaviors of the teens she so much wanted to be like, drank alcohol also. When she got drunk enough to feel ill, she went upstairs, laid down in her bed, where she proceeded to lapse into a coma. We weren't able to follow this story to conclusion, but it does beg the question, are you confident that these parents would act in a timely and responsible fashion if your child was the one passed out and possibly lapsing into a coma? They would certainly be aware that their participation in and sponsorship of illegal dr teen drinking would be frowned upon by the very authorities they would be calling. They may well fail to make the call in an effort to avoid the legal consequences that await them if they do. Their hesitancy may well cost your son or daughter their life. Thank you for listening. The preceding excerpt is from Not All Kids Do Drugs, which can be found on Amazon.com or on our website at milestogodrugeducation.com. And we look forward to visiting with you on our next presentation.